Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hola, bienvenidos clase a Universidad de Pop Culture con... <laughs> That's all I know. I'm sorry. Anyway, you did not click on the Spanish translation of this podcast. Welcome back to Pop Culture University. The university where you learn everything that is going on in the world of pop culture and see what life lessons you can learn from it for your own life. So it's educational, inspirational. What can make that better? Oh yeah, having the sexiest host on this planet, Patty Eminger. You may know me as Patty Pop Culture from TikTok. If it is your first time here, thank you so much for coming. You are so welcome here. Take a seat wherever you would like. Everyone is welcome here. If it is not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. I love you. I stand you. I mean, your fandom. You already know that. You guys, there's some crazy shit we need to talk about today. We're going to get into the most insane, like, topics that, like, topics that really piss me off. We're going to talk about how the concept of celebrity has kind of changed in the recent past few years and how that is making more traditional celebrities very upset and I'm going to speak my mind about how I feel about those celebrities as compared to new celebrities. And then we're going to talk about Ice Spice's beef with Drake and if they're still beefing and why Drake kind of put her down and discredited her. Is Drake still a woman hater? We need to talk about all that. And then we're going to talk about Rebel Wilson being forced to be plus sized, even though she did not want to be while she was filming certain movies and how she was an extremely late bloomer and like all this backstory about her life is going to absolutely shock you. I'm going to give an update on the Machine Gun Kelly, Megan Fox situation. And then, of course, we're going to divulge into one of your personal lives so we can all uh, gather around and laugh at you, kind of, and see what horrible drama is going on in your life that you just want the whole class to know so you no longer have to keep it inside your head and let it torture you. We're going to let you let it out today and we'll rally around one listener, talk about the drama going on in their lives. But before we get into everything, make sure you, yeah, subscribe is the right word. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Um, Leave a cute little review of it. You're already here. You may as well leave five-star reviews. I mean, why would I get any less? And screenshot yourself listening to it post it to your instagram story and tag me and tell all your friends why it's the best podcast ever and how they need to listen to it tell your therapist tell your priest during confession tell everyone okay and without further ado welcome back to pop culture university class take your seats eyes up front you better have your listening ears turned on because pop culture university has begun okay class i know i'm the professor and i'm supposed to set a good example and be a little bit of a role model in a way for all the stuff that i'm preaching you know i should practice what i preach on this podcast when i'm telling you these life lessons Remember when I said last week I was going to be celibate from now on because these guys do not deserve me and I am wiser, stronger, better, and I am going down my celibacy journey starting last week. 
It didn't last. <laughs> it did not last, unfortunately, this weekend. Uh, multiple times, the celibacy journey had some bumps in the road. <laughs> Hopefully, I won't have any bumps down there. <laughs> but, yeah, that did not last very long. Patty was getting hot at the body shop again. And I was reflecting today and I was like, wow, did I kind of like not keep a promise to myself? Is this something bad that I should stop doing? Should I feel shame for this? Is it really that bad of a habit that I should give it up? And I've decided the reason I was not celibate this weekend was actually for not bad intentions. I don't think it was to mask anything or get validation or not feel lonely or something. I think I was just genuinely wanting to itch that scratch, wanting to have a good time. It was in a very safe way. So I feel like it was for a good reason. And I'm not going to deny myself of every pleasure in the world just so I can live this perfect guru, like gross, organic, uh, health guru, Kourtney Kardashian kind of life. I'm just not going to do that. So I think this was actually productive I definitely had that glow pep in my step the next day, and I don't hate myself for it. That's what I've decided for now. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, I felt good about it afterwards because I didn't feel so tied to the validation of the person or to the situation. Before, I was talking about how I was getting ghosted, and that made me feel horrible, and how my Valentine's Day was kind of sad, and it was also the one-year anniversary of me and my ex, but... This time, it truly just felt empowering because I just wanted to have some fun. All I had was fun. And I think it was productive for my spirit and my soul. It was a pick-me-up. Not that it's something I need to rely on, but something if I want to do because I'm a grown man and can do so. That's what I'm going to do. I feel like an addict and I'm like, I can stop whatever I want. I'm grown. I can make my own decisions. But you know what I'm saying? It seems like a good decision and nothing bad came from it. So I'm happy I did that. And I... I'm sorry, I guess, you know, the uh, example was not really set. But if you guys are bored, wanting to have some fun, like, I don't think there's any shame that needs to be felt or you need to feel like you're wasting your energy or getting dopamine in an unhealthy way. I feel like that is just a part of human nature, like biologically, just like eating is. I'm not going to feel bad about it. But something today that kind of goes along with the whole keeping promises to myself aspect is that I woke up today and I don't know why, but I had such bad brain fog. I felt like I was just laying in bed and I couldn't do anything almost. I felt so weighed down, so brain foggy that I could barely even focus on the tweets I was reading on Twitter as I was scrolling by or the videos on TikTok. Have you ever got like that? Your brain is just so foggy that almost your head hurts trying to concentrate on anything. Like you've lost your ability to concentrate as a whole. And I wanted to do so much today. I was like, I got to make a TikTok. I got to go to this meeting. And I was hoping to do some errands, go to the gym, then make my podcast episode. And it was like 5 p.m. and I didn't do any of it yet because I was just so putting it off and I felt lazy and unproductive and kind of in that like depression mindset mode because I've definitely dealt with that before where you just cannot get out of bed. And I was like, no, I cannot succumb to this. After like three hours of basically doing nothing I always like say affirmations to myself and one of them is that I have the ability to get myself in the right mindset whenever I want uh, I can easily adjust my mindset for success and restable myself to turn any day into a good day so I was like I need to 
basically brainwash myself right now or change my uh, current situation. Basically, I need to get out of bed and jumpstart myself, even out of this massive brain fog. So you, do you know what I did? I drove to Whole Foods. <laughs> right, be- I like how right before this, I was like, I'm not some organic, like, bougie bitch like Kourtney Kardashian trying to sell you gummies to make your vagina taste good. Even then, then I'm like, by the way, I went to Whole Foods and I was going to get this supplement that is trending on TikTok right now. I don't know if you've seen it. It's being marketed as, quote, nature's Adderall. And I was like, that's what I need right now. I cannot focus on anything. I really just need almost the effect of Adderall, but I don't want to take Adderall, if that makes sense. One of, for, like, First of all, I definitely don't have ADHD, so I don't need Adderall. And this just seems like a little bit of a pick-me-up that almost mimics Adderall. So I was like, let me go get it. It's a blend of like mushrooms and herbs. It's called Four Sigmatic Blend, I believe. So I drive to Whole Foods, so excited to get my day together. And then I get there and it's sold out because all you damn content creators out there are buying it and probably making TikToks about it. So I didn't get to do that. So I was like, okay, how else can I jumpstart my day? And I was like, I wasn't going to go to the gym first. I wanted to get some things done, but I just drove right to the gym, took more than one serving of pre-workout. So it was probably like 350 milligrams of caffeine. It was a lot. I was shaking. I was trembling, but ooh, I was definitely focused. And that just got my day going. And I guess that's not me like recentering myself via my mind and meditation and letting my spirit guides un, you know, break me free of this mental fog. But the point is I jumpstart myself. I kickstarted myself doing something that I know would get my day on track. And ever since then, I really did everything I said I was going to do that I kind of was starting to wipe off of my day or like think there's no way I'm going to do that today. Let's just push that off to tomorrow. And I'm really happy I did. I obviously went to the gym, made my TikTok, prepared the podcast. I sent certain uh, emails that needed to be sent and pieces of content to people. And I'm really happy that I did that because past me would just have kind of succumbed to the depression-esque mental fog mindset. But current me is like, no, I have to keep promises to myself. I can't let any day go by and just like waste a day that God has given me on this planet. So I need to keep myself in line. I need to be my own motivational speaker, kind of like how I am to people. Not that I'm a motivational speaker. Ew, I'm not trying to make myself sound like I'm Caitlyn Jenner or anything because I know she does that. But what I'm saying is like, I just need to keep promises to myself because I'm the only one I can really rely on on the end of the day. So I'm happy that I brainwashed myself and I feel like my day was so productive, even though I did not keep the promise to myself of being celibate. But you know, you win some, you lose some. Do you want to know what was playing while I was doing the dirt, the doing the deed, doing the nasty, bumping uglies with someone? You know what was playing in the background? Teen Beach Movie. Teen Beach movie, which, oh, sounds really creepy now that I say it back, but it, it just happened to be on like that. We didn't want it. You know, I wasn't trying to watch that specifically, but in the background, there's like Rosh Lynch singing about surf, 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 crazy. That sounds really creepy, but I'm, I'm pretty sure Rosh Lynch was like 25 when he shot that. They were not. And Garrett Clayton that gay man trying to pretend to be straight on that movie. He was definitely in his 20s, so not the point. Wasn't even looking at it, but it was just something that was playing in my ears as that was happening. Anyway, speaking of music, speaking of <laughs> uh, 
trying to make yourself be a bad bitch. <laughs> we need to talk about the breakout star of the year and some sh- major shit that she is going through recently. So I feel like every year there's a new breakout star. There's one upcoming celebrity that rises higher than the rest. And they become not only a star, but a superstar, an A-list star. They are skyrocketed into the pop culture polis, into the stratosphere, and we just all know them. They really become almost a part of the fabric of society as these A-listers are, truly. And I feel like in 2021, that was definitely Olivia Rodrigo. 2022 was maybe like Lotto. I'm trying to think of who other like big, maybe Anita was that one breakout star. But in 2023, I think we can all agree it's definitely Ice Spice. And if you don't know her, you really need to. She's a baddie. She knows she a 10. She a baddie with her baddie friend. She's 23. So she's exactly my age. She grew up in New York. Um, She has such a cute little New York accent. I don't know if you've seen her, but she is dummy thick, as the kids say. She looks so short and tiny and like a little munchkin. She looks like a meatball, as they would say on Jersey Shore. She's such a cutie. She has kind of like Ronald McDonald hair, but she makes it work so well. Like, it's almost as if Chucky the doll got a perm and wasn't a murderous doll. Like, she's just such a cute little woman to be honest and she decided to make music seriously when she met a music producer in 2021 you've probably heard her from her song munch oh you thought i was feeling you that dude he a munch he is a eater he eat it for lunch you probably know her from there she's actually not named after the spice girls ice spice which i think would be cool because ice is like jewelry and she's like the rich spice girl i don't know what kind of spice girl i would be I'd probably be like anxiety spice. <laughs> the one who's always like shaking in the background, like trying not to mess up my steps. Her real name is Isis Gaston. I like that name. Isn't that the name of a Disney character? Gaston. I like that name. Um, But yeah, she's the new biggest star and she's been going through some drama lately with Drake. We're going to get into that in a second and how Drake like didn't think she'd be this huge breakout sensation and how she kind of clapped back. But I was kind of on Drake's side a little bit, which is so embarrassing because I would never be on Drake's side normally. I kind of didn't love her at first, unfortunately. Munch was kind of annoying to me. I really did not get the hype, especially with her music. I thought her bars were weak, to be honest. She she didn't have the double entendre. She didn't have the crazy flow. She didn't have the punchlines and... Um, these bitches ain't got punchlines or flow. I got both and an empire also. It wasn't giving that. She would make like two minute songs, which is just so, I don't want to say cheap. I know making really short songs these days is really smart as it comes to a getting pushed out there, launching pad, marketing uh, for a beginner kind of mindset. That is totally, I think, a great idea. That's what Lil Nas X did. So I feel like I was everyone's trying to copy his debut come up. I just don't really like the two-minute song. I thought she was a little bit weak, to be honest. Ain't nobody want to hear that weak shit, ho. 15 in the game ain't peaked, yeah, ho. Get the goofy girl chair. She was cocky. I could swear to my old mixtape. So more than your album. Drop it here. I'm Nick James, bitch. Drop it here. Drop it here. Ice Spice is really cute, though. She's so cute. She She's that kind of cute that I just want to, like, giggle a little bit when i see her you know (laughs) like when you see a really cute dog when you come home and just see your dog jumping on you you just laugh because they're so fucking cute 
Or like when Rihanna was watching Ariana Grande perform Problem and she was just laughing at her. And then later on, she was like, I was just laughing at her because she's cute. Because she is. I feel like Ice Spice's skin would feel like a Squishmallow. Like if you hugged Ice Spice, you would just, it would just feel like a Squishmallow, which is such a compliment. I love Squishmallows. My, my local Target is selling Pokemon Squishmallows. I'm a big fan of Pokemon and I wanted to get the Pikachu one. Or I think they had a Bulbasaur one, which is so cute. But Squishmallows are like, she just looks like a Squishmallow. She's so dummy thick. I And I feel like I didn't like her at first because she was just giving me so different vibes. It was, al- it was almost jarring how different she was. I didn't know how to consume her almost. It, it's like nothing I've never really heard before. And I guess I didn't like that at first. Um, I just didn't know how to like process her a little bit. But now looking back at it, and how successful she is right now. I think that's why everyone is so obsessed with her. People are so obsessed because it's something new for them to bite on and think about. And they get to rap her new kind of style. And even though her lines are super short, like, that boy has a cap. But he know where he at. Like, they just like something new. So I think I underestimated her savviness in the industry. Because she's really taking everything by storm right now. Her songs are, I think two of her songs right now, In Her Mood. And Boys a Liar Part 2 are both like with number one and two on Spotify. And she's really just taking over TikTok by storm. People will not shut up about her. These gays in their cars are singing their lip syncing videos to her before they go into the gym. The girls are twerking to her, uh, pussy stunting to her online. She's really the it girl. And I think it's truly because she's such an innovator. I guess I just like to almost like analyze someone's success and think what clicked for them. So that's kind of what I'm trying to do for her. She really has her own flow. She has like, she's like the creator of trends and not a follower. I don't see her following much. Whereas a lot of these other rap girls seem to be following the leader, which is Nicki Minaj and just all kind of sounding alike where she doesn't seem to be concerned with that. She sets trends like in her hair and her flow. And I feel like she's also creating a lot of slang. Uh, She kind of invented the word munch. She was talking about how she like was in the studio and didn't really know it was even a word before she just said it for the first time in there and she liked it now it's this huge thing that maybe a guy or a girl will call her man if she's a munch if you didn't know munch means like a man who likes to go down on women and in her song she kind of uses it in a way like i'm using this guy because he's a munch and i am i'm I'm, i'm enjoying that you know i like that he's a munch i don't really want anything serious but he is a munch that like kind of like me this weekend um (laughs) <laughs> she also has a slang that she's saying like in her mood people be saying huh in her mood instead of her she says a bean a lot she uses so much slang she uses slang as if she never turns it off it's like embedded into her language i would always say growing up and in high school and college like i don't speak slang i'm not bilingual i i am so boring i feel like i just talk in the most boring i guess like normal english like if it's not in Webster's Dictionary, I'm, I, I don't look at Urban Dictionary. Webster is my man. I'm so plain Jane when it comes to my language. Slang to me just changes too fast. I feel like a grandpa trying to use an iPhone. I just don't get it. So I feel like me and Ice Spice would not be able to communicate very well. We would need a translator or something. I would need Rihanna's sign language girl who was going crazy at the Super Bowl, like breaking her back, really livening things up for the sign language girlies out there for the deaf girlies out there (laughs) um like if i was talking to her i'd be like what is a buck what is bffr what is cap 
what is froze can you just explain that you know what i love about ice spice though i love this about ice spice she makes me feel so seen because how how often she says like her new ep is literally called like dot 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 because i say like at the end of my sentences as if it's my religion I always say, like, my sentences don't end with a period. They end with, like, <laughs> if I had to teach a Patty Grammar class, I would teach the young kids. Okay, look at the board. The punctuation is, like, da-da-da. I'm just always saying that. So the fact that she's normalizing saying that, it's going to drive a lot of English teachers insane when other students come in uh, using the worst grammar ever. Because you know how, like, when you take a public speaking class and they're, like, stop saying like and um... So many people are going to do that just because they listen to her music. But I'm really warming up to her and I think she's really cool and I like her. But someone who is clearly not warming up to her or kind of underestimated her at first like me was Drake. Drake is like mayor of rap town, I feel like. Everyone is always... I feel like especially the newbies are always trying to impress Drake or he's stepping on their toes in some way. He, he just seems like the big bad um, Bowser boss that people just seem to have trouble with or he's just referred to the rap king kind of so he kind of says what goes and whatever but him and i spice have met before this is even before munch blew up when she was really taking off this was even before that drake slid into her dms on instagram and I, you know, I guess he wanted to cop a feel of that squish mellow, wanted to see what all this hype was about. So Drake flew her out to L.A. to spend a weekend with her. And this was really, a, like I said, she wasn't too big at this point. So was Drake just trying to, I don't, I don't think it was too innocent. I don't think he was just trying to show her around, show her the ropes or anything. I think he had something in mind when it comes to her. But yeah, they spent the weekend together. Um... I'm sure they maybe talked about their careers. Maybe he listened to her unreleased songs. She could get some pointers from the king of rap. They really did a lot of stuff together. They went to the Uvu Fest together. They, in uh, Toronto. Oh, so she, he didn't fly her out to Toronto, uh, LA. He flew her out to Toronto. And they saw... Nicki Minaj performed together and Lil Wayne performed together. Like they had a whole ass weekend rendezvous and you would think things would go good. You know, she's a really, really cute upcoming rapper that Drake's clearly into. But right when Ice Spice got home from her big hangout with Drake, he immediately unfollowed her on Instagram. And you know how big of a drama it is when someone unfollows someone on Instagram. It was even a big moment when he just followed her. They were like, oh, wow, Drake is into this new rap girl. That's crazy. Like, is she going to be the new big thing he has his eyes on her are they gonna date because drake is like chronically single to me um and i think he'll be a bachelor till death like leonardo dicaprio dating 19 year olds stalking college towns and trying to find the new girl to the new fresh girl fresh out the 18 year old oven to hook up with that's how i feel like drake will be but yeah right when she got home he unfollowed her so then everyone online was clowning her and it's like why would he do that he knows what, that she's going to get bullied kind of for Drake unfollowing her. And it's going to be this huge like media storm. And she even acknowledged afterwards, um, you know, she let everyone knew. She let everyone know how she was feeling about that. 
and giving the response that everyone wanted from her. She said, yeah, he did unfollow me. <laughs> she said, I don't know why, though, but it's all love. Hmm. She doesn't know why. It just seems mad disrespectful, mad fake. I was watching interviews with her. She always says mad. Now I'm saying mad. I'm, oh, my God, I'm catching the ice spice fever. The ice spice-itis. But yeah, it's like, what went wrong? Did she not hook up with him? Did he not like her raps? Did they not have a fun time together? And now she looks kind of like this rejectee of Drake almost. She said, we spoke after he unfollowed me a couple times and we're good. There's no beef. But I guess she still doesn't know why he unfollowed her. Then Drake comes out with his women-hating album, Her Loss, with 21 Savage and raps the line. He he says this in on his album. So we kind of get the answer to why he unfollowed her. He says... She a 10 trying to rap. It's good on mute. Yeah. So he's saying Ice Spice can't rap. She said she has no talent. She's a talentless clown is what he is saying. I guess he wasn't impressed with her when she came to visit. So that's kind of tea, right? So first of all, you're going to unfollow her in front of everyone. Leave her in that vulnerable situation. Then you're going to bully her on your new album. Like, what the fuck are you doing, Drake? calm down pick on some of your own size then her response to that she tweeted the day the album came out because she of course heard it and she said at least i'm a 10 <laughs> she a baddie she knows she a 10 she a baddie with her baddie friend yeah she later came out with that song and i bet you that was kind of the response to drake she's a baddie i know i'm a 10 she's a baddie with her baddie friend she doesn't need drake to give his blessing for her rap career she doesn't care and now that song is a hit so good for her she's very confident in her interview she was giving like extreme confident vibes she was saying that like she already has her next big project done and she's so many songs that will be put out soon and she's so excited for everyone to hear them and kind of like saying that she knows people will like them and she's but, but also she's not going to do the same thing she did on these songs currently she knows people will like these new songs just as much and she has this whole like career kind of planned out for herself because she's that she just believes in herself that much so i thought that was super super cool and i think a nice ending to this story of drake being a loser to her is that um her song boy's a liar part two where she says she betty she knows she attend she betty with her betty friend that song is expected to go top five on the Billboard Hot 100 this week, which is a massive, massive, massive accomplishment. Billboard chart, that's the most important chart out there. So if you're getting top five out of every other song in America, wow, she's really taking the world by storm. That's crazy. And Drake says she can't rap. She's a 10. Well, now she's in the top 10. And she doesn't care what the mayor of Rapville has to say about it. Maybe Drake just got the ick because his son kind of looks like Ice Spice. <laughs> it literally looks like his son could be the son of Drake and Ice Spice. He has that same kind of color and hairstyle and eyes, just that cutie vibe. So maybe he just needs to shut that shit down real quick. And that was his motive behind everything. But yeah, she's taking over the world. And she doesn't give a fuck what Drake says. So what can we learn from this whole thing with Ice Spice? I think we can learn that. Truly, no one else's opinion of your capabilities matter at all. Even if it's someone that you respect, they don't think you have what it takes to do whatever or succeed in whatever. They aren't the say-all, end-all. 
what I'm saying is, you know you better than anyone and you see the world through your individual perspective and you can see your impending success and your vision that you're going to make come to fruition in your own way. And people can't see the full scope of it from the outside. So their opinion, they don't know the half of it unless they're in your head. And you are. So you get it because you are yourself. You get the vibe of yourself. You know what I'm saying? So don't listen to somebody else's review of your potential or not. Even if they're the biggest in the game, like Drake is compared to Ice Spice. She didn't care. She didn't get discouraged. She just put out a top five hit. And Drake can eat rocks. So if you're confident in yourself, even the most intense critiques will not stop you. And it all comes down to believing yourself, which is actually so corny, I know, but it's so important. And the concept of believing yourself is so important because it it has to get to a point where it's unwavering self-belief for it to really work. And that just comes through really getting to know yourself, learning about yourself, saying positive affirmations and um, really being specific about your goals in life and how you know you're so obsessed and passionate about something that you believe in yourself to get it done because it's just to the core who you are. And I think I Spice embodies that. The concept of celebrity is what this whole podcast is about. The mythical god-like pedestal these famous humans who are just like us are put on. They're worshipped, praised, sometimes completely beaten down or destroyed from the inside out slowly for our enjoyment. (laughs) Most people would wish for fame. Some would fear it and never want it. But still fame is something that a lot of people would sell their soul to the devil for because of how grandiose and what a glamorous, amazing life to live. But is the concept of fame and, quote, a celebrity still as one in a million as it used to be? Is it still as rare and a blessing or like a lottery that it used to be? Or has it become too accessible, thus less valuable? Now, Times have definitely changed. There's such a bigger index of celebrities these days than there was in the 2000s, in 2010, in the 90s, 80s, and so on. And there's some celebrities who have achieved enough longevity that they've lived through every single era. Like Jennifer Aniston. She got famous in the 90s and has a, had a very consistent career throughout like three decades now. And she gave her two cents on how she feels the state of being a celebrity is today. And she's not happy about it. She thinks it used to be better in the past. She's actually, she seemed kind of mad. She said in an interview in 2022, actually, in Actors on Actors uh, YouTube clip, she said, I always say I feel lucky that we got a little taste of the industry before it became what it is today, which is just different. More streaming services, more people. You're famous from TikTok. You're famous from YouTube. You're famous from Instagram. It's sort of almost like diluting our jobs as actors, she says. It's diluting our actor's job. She thinks it's so sad 
that the concept of celebrity is just diluted and that people today are famous for doing nothing, she says. There's a lot to dissect there in how she just described the state of celebrity today and just how it makes her sad. Her response made me so sad. I hated it. First of all, she says, it's diluting our job as actors. So being famous is a part of the actor's job? Is that what she's saying? Because to me, a part of the actor's job is to just portray other people's lives on television, give a moving performance as an actor. That's really all I think about it. And a lot of actors live their life in immense privacy. Do you know what I'm saying? We don't really know much about them at all. They barely even go on talk shows at night to promote it. Just their face on the poster is enough for them and just being in the movie. And before you think it, I don't she she's not talking about influencers getting roles in movies and taking them away from hardworking actors who that's their genuine passion. They don't just have clout so they got a role. Kind of like Addison Rae. She's not referring to that because even though TikTok still is so uh, a blessing for people to kind of get into industries or I guess a way for people to weasel their way into industries they never really had a passion for, it's still quite rare to see a TikToker in a big role or Instagram or YouTuber in a big role like this. Like they're not really invading the elite actor space like she like people may be thinking she's talking about. I think she's just purely talking about the concept of fame being diluted. And this is why this pisses me off so much. First of all, to me, this statement by Jennifer Anderson kind of exposed a lot about who she is off the screen. Like, she really not only loves acting, but she likes being a famous actress. She's in it for the fame a lot. That's what I think. Um, and I, you know what? I think she's... I think she almost has this God complex, too. Because, girl, you aren't this Meryl Streep-type actress. You aren't the best, most talented, skilled, intelligent actress ever. I just saw an article about her the other day where the headline was like, Jennifer Aniston complaining that she doesn't get enough Oscar-worthy roles to play and win an Oscar. But I'm like, girl, maybe it's maybe it's the actor in the role. You know what I'm saying? And I think she might be drunk or confused because she came from a lot of nepotism. And I mean a lot. Jennifer Aniston's parents were both millionaire actors embedded in the film industry and their connections allowed for her to have the career that she has. <laughs> so to me, I feel like she's kind of just angry about the current situation because her bloodline is like losing its eliteness and can no longer be the gatekeepers of fame and money like they used to. Because in the past, to get big in the industry, you kind of had to like come in contact with Harvey Weinstein and like do things you didn't want to with him and his private bedroom or have nepotism or just generally grind out but you, you know what i'm saying she didn't do that but she's under the the uh false preface that she is like that and she's not i feel like the, she's mad that the power is not in the hands of her inner circle anymore and i feel like it just really exposed her for wanting the fame and adoration and almost to be seen as this mysterious elite person or dare i say godlike person and it just pisses me off because it's people like this who perpetuate a toxic system of nepotism and uh tra traditional very problematic processes of hollywood that just because they're traditional doesn't mean they're good i always talk about how i hate that word tr traditional it's not good just because it's not the same as, as it used to be this is a great change to the industry that there's so many more opportunities and roles for people to fill she was even mad that there's more streaming services so more genuine actors are getting jobs it's like 
girl, you sound like an elitist freak if you're mad that your career is being diluted. It's just so annoying to me. And I think it's great that more people are getting work in Hollywood because that inevitably means doors open for people of all different backgrounds. Dreams come true for all types of different people. And I would say the role of social media actually lets people who deserve it more into the realm more because before it was people who were already have one foot in from their family. Now it's anyone can market themselves like crazy and reach massive audiences just based on their desires, passions, work ethic, their creativity, their marketing skills and can really change their own life from social media. And that gateway to the industry was never available before. And I think the more the merrier at like as people become more dependent on their phones, as people watch more TV, we all get brainwashed by all of our devices more and more and more. There obviously just needs to be more programs to pump up the watch hours so we don't get bored. So no doubt there's going to be more people in the industry. So to me, it seems like she just wants to keep her almost like industry elite Illuminati in power that she was lucky enough to be a part of. And she's like shriveling up like a little witch that's melting. It's just a very privileged perspective. And I don't know why she's so sad that her fame is like, maybe maybe she doesn't feel special anymore. She should go stream special by Lizzo. Because I don't think anyone has told her today that she's special. And she needs to be reminded. Maybe her husband can pay more attention to her or she can get a few dogs or something that can like beg for her food and stare at her all day. I maybe maybe she would like that. Let me defend her for one second. I I know I'm like, I hate her, but let me just defend her cuz I don't crucify anyone here. I'm not canceling her. I'm just putting her in a timeout cuz I think that perspective was very privileged of her. I think she meant that this is the only way I can even throw her a bone. I think maybe she meant that an actor needs the fame aspect of their acting job to promote their show and make it a big deal and get people to watch it just because of the actor. But actors still get the nighttime talk show promotion slots more than anyone. They still get the billboard. They still get everyone to watch them. They're so famous. It's just there's more time now and there's more programming now that people can be obsessed with more than one person at once. You know what I'm saying? For Jennifer to win, it doesn't mean these young people or these new people have to lose. And it seems like she thinks life is this zero sum game. It just seems like she wants to be a gatekeeper. Someone else, this is why I'm talking about this topic today because Anna de Armas also kind of weighed in on the current state of being a movie star. She was in a new article with Vanity Fair that I read and it was titled why Anna de Armas believes social media ruined the concept of being a movie star. Hmm. Now, She said that she feels like the new generations don't have the concept of mystery surrounding fame because of social media. There's so much information out there and oversharing that the concept of a movie star was someone who was untouchable that you can only see on screen. And now the mystery is gone. I definitely understand what she's saying. I think the concept of a movie star being such a mystery is actually a cool concept of the past because then you don't really focus on them as much as a person. You focus on the roles that they play and how they're so good at acting and all that. So I can definitely agree with that a little bit, but there's still a level of mystique and privacy that you can keep as an actor these days if you just simply know how to balance your social media life. Do you know what I'm saying? And social media is such a blessing because you can keep a level of mystique, but also these celebrities who are complaining about these social media platforms, you can become a billionaire from these things. You can make a business and promote yourself like crazy. And you can promote that business without putting your whole personal life out there. Speaking of that, Anna continued and she says, 
Uh, for the most part, we've done this to ourselves. Nobody keeps anything private from anyone anymore. She barely uses social media anymore because things just always get misconstrued and are wrong on there. She said it's tricky because you feel the pressure to share some personal insight or something about your personal life to keep people interested in you. You have to find a balance somehow, which I find very difficult. She's never been someone that wants to be known for anything or get any attention besides her work. So when the attention is not about her work, she thinks it's very upsetting, disrespectful, inappropriate, and it feels dangerous and unsafe. Yeah, I totally agree how a lack of privacy can be unsafe on social media. I mean, look what happened to Kim Kardashian. She got tied up and bound and gagged in a bathtub and her engagement ring was stolen. But I still feel like it's more of a blessing than a curse, social media. And you really just have to know how to use it in a savvy way to keep the mystique, keep all the aspects of the past that you want, but also bring in these new amazing features that you can use. And it seems like Jennifer Aniston and Anna de Armas both don't really want that at all. And I kind of like that both of these women seem challenged by the new concept of fame because it's either you get used to it and you keep competing and keep doing your best to have the best careers you can, or you need to get out of the kitchen. If you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen because now there's more ways for more competition. And it sounds like Jennifer Aniston wants every TikToker and Instagrammer to fight to the death in the hunger games or something. Cause she, she thinks of them as like lower level people. Like, is, is that what she wants? Do you want them to fight for to the death in the hunger games? I don't know. I just really love the new world of people get opportunity, things aren't gatekept, and it evens out the playing field a lot. But I can see how people who the old system work for them more, how they're mad at that. So anyway, what can we learn from Jennifer Aniston annoying the shit out of me? We can learn that thinking of life as a zero-sum game is very toxic for your own success. Zero-sum, if you don't know, I I don't mean to mansplain, but zero-sum is like, it basically means that if someone has to, if someone gets to win, someone has to lose. There can never be an everybody wins situation. But these days, as there's so many slots for everyone, so many millions and billions of hours a day spent on our phones, there really is room for everyone to win. And you have to really think about that. So the next time you use an excuse of social media is too oversaturated for me to get views, girl, no, it's not. It's not even close. People are dying for more content. People are looking for things to do on their phone. Aren't you scrolling your phone sometimes? Like, oh God, I wish there was more of this content or more of this. I'm kind of bored now. What can I watch now? There's more room for everyone. It is not a zero-sum game. There is not um, too many people in there for you to succeed. And it never is that way. And it's not a very abundance mindset. If you think for me to win, someone else has to lose. You should think, I deserve to win. I'm a lucky girl. Everything amazing happens to me. I will be so successful, but so can the person next to you. And you should encourage people next to you to win as well, because that will fill you with positive feelings and encouragement. And um, it could be a positive sum game. Everyone can win, unlike Jennifer Aniston thinks. I 
I swear the celebrity this week went out of their way to piss me off and make me want to throw my phone across the room because another sassy A-list celebrity really just like spit in the public eye's face this week and that is Megan Fox. Megan, we were on your side last week rallying around you when you were telling us that, oh, my ugly boyfriend cheated on me. Like, what did you expect to happen, girl? No, duh, that your ugly boyfriend cheated on you. That's what we discussed last week. They're going to do that. Ugly men are going to do ugly things. It's just embedded in their nature. So, but you know, we were still here for you, even though we were going to pat you on the back and comfort you while also whispering, I told you so into your ear. We were still here for you. Okay. But she just went, she really just did a whole 360 and had the nerve to call us stupid for think, for thinking that Machine Gun Kelly actually cheated on her. Are you fucking serious? So Megan Fox went on her Instagram this week that she, I guess, reactivated. <sighs> it's actually getting me hot. I need to take ashwagandha or something. She posted on her newly reinstalled Instagram, quote, there has been no third party interference in this relationship of any kind. That includes, but is not limited to, actual humans, DMs, AI bots, or succubus demons well i do hate to rob you of running random baseless news stories that would have been much more accurately written by chat gpt okay that part's actually funny you need to let this story die and leave all these innocent people alone now oh hold up hold up hold up hold up baseless 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 Girl, you're about to be faceless because I'm going to rip your fucking face off. You're going to call that a baseless rumor. Oh, do you remember last week when you posted on your Instagram the lyrics, You can taste the dishonesty, it's all over your breath. Trying to have your Beyonce getting cheated on by Jay-Z moment. And let me just remind you, you and Machine Gun Kelly are nothing of the sort like Beyonce and Jay-Z. Not even close. They are lapping you a million times in the race of the celebrity A-list couples. It is not even a race. You do not even compare. We should have known she was lying when she even put that lyric. But the fact that she says it's baseless when she posts that lyric about infidelity, then posts a photo of her burning ex's belongings, unfollows Machine Gun Kelly, and then follows his arch nemesis Eminem, then deleting his Instagram, and then going to be seen at a marriage counselor together. You want to call that baseless and gaslight us? It's like the most gaslighty thing of the whole world and Megan we were rooting for you we were all rooting for you you're gonna disrespectfully gaslight us like this it actually makes me question her sanity she says that there was no third party interference in that relationship of any kind from humans or AI bots but I think there was a third party interference by a literal demon that possessed her to be dumb or maybe like third party interference of a mentally ill virus that latched onto every telomere in her fucking brain if like seriously baseless rumors girl and she knew what she was doing too so i don't know why she gave us that whole run around of oh he cheated on me let's get all this press oh never mind he didn't because they're not even promoting any products right now they're not even selling anything so they don't need attention necessarily you know nerf gun kelly's album flopped he didn't win a grammy as expected nothing else is really happening she's not promoting anything so i'm not sure why her and squirt gun kelly would make such an annoying rumor maybe her nosferatu looking man wasn't giving her enough attention so she needed to get some another way 
by making the whole world pat her on the back and destroy her man for her. Maybe what happened is like they got in some sort of fight and to teach him a lesson, she was like, I'm more famous than you. I'm going to spread a lie about you online. And that was like to teach him a lesson in some kind of way. But either way, I just don't like how she went about that to try to turn it around on us that we are dumb. So whenever Squirt Gun Kelly does go cheating on you, Megan Fox, don't come crying to me because I literally will not care. I'll literally comment under your next Instagram post where you post something shocking. I'll comment LOL and y'all will see the comment and you can like it. So the next time she ever makes an announcement or some shocking life update, I'm not going to believe it because the lying has now lost its effects. Like you can really only save the dramatic, I'm going to delete my Instagram moment and lie to the world for one big, maybe like PR announcement. Maybe if they were coming out with a perfume or a reality show or something, you can save it for something big like that, but now it's totally lost its effect. So <sighs> whatever, Megan Fox, you deserve each other. You deserve Nosferatu. So now it makes sense why you're with him. I just don't like liars. I just don't like dealing with them. I was on TikTok live this week with a man. <laughs> I don't know if anyone was on that, if you guys saw that, but he was like, I caught him in multiple lies on the live that he, in the past when we met in person, he was telling me things. And then throughout our conversations after meeting in person, I just caught him like contradicting himself. And then on the live, he blatantly said multiple things that he told me something totally different of. So I confronted him for being a massive liar on the live, like in front of my followers and hung up on him. I just can't deal with liars. And I call them out the second that they are lying and let them know I can't trust them anymore. Because what's the point of even like having a relationship with someone, even if it's a parasocial relationship, if they're just going to lie, you don't know if your conversations are true or not or what you can believe and not. It's like talking to a wall at that point. So definitely a lesson to learn there. If you don't want your words to be meaningless and weightless, don't make lying a habit because people won't believe anything you say or care about anything you say if you're a repeated liar. I just really cannot stand li what. Do I see people passing notes back there in the back of the room disrespecting me during my class? The professor of pop culture, you're going to shit on me and my PhD and pass notes back there? Would you like to bring that note to the front of the class and share what you were thinking is so important that you didn't have to pay attention? Come to the front of the class and share with everyone what you thought was so important that you have to now waste all your classmates' time. Okay. Okay. Welcome to the part of the show called What Would You Like to Share with the Class? Where one of my listeners tells us some drama from their own lives and we just get to listen in on them and maybe feel better about our lives. So this student actually asked her to be remained anonymous. So we're not going to expose or make them reveal themselves. But... They were gracious enough to tell us some crazy tea going on with them. So this is a story about how one of your peers in the classroom who listens to this podcast, she lived with a roommate who would do the craziest things right in front of her to make money. So I'm assuming this was in college and she was telling me that her old roommate. Oh, I mean there. No, I'm just kidding. I think it's fine if I say her. Her old roommate was basically a catfish scammer dominatrix sugar baby. 
quite the job title. Imagine someone being on like The Bachelor and right under their name, it always says their job description. What if their job description was scammer dominatrix sugar baby? <laughs> okay, so she had many ways of making money on the sly. So maybe listen up. Maybe you guys would want to know. But she, the listener is telling us that she wants to be vague because she doesn't want her ex-roommate to find out and hunt her down because they're no longer on good terms. She was really dealing with seems what to be quite a sociopath quite a danger to society maybe should be in prison because of the crazy shit that she would do and imagine what else she'd be willing to do for money after you hear this so basically the listener found out that her roommate's boyfriend was actually maybe not her boyfriend at all because who he was who she was talking to on the phone every night while they're trapped in the same room together was actually an elderly professional type of man that she found online and this rich old man would hire her roommate to work at his firm and what to me that sounds like she was hired as an escort you know she was one of his little playboy bunnies to help him pimp her out and make some money so he hired her to work at his firm and this was only one way she would make money who knows what she was doing with him how she was being his employee his uh little charlie's angel Wow, it's so weird. Like the double life you don't know someone right next to you could possibly have. I just had three roommates in college and one of them was my cousin. So I wonder what crazy shit she was doing when she wasn't really busy stealing my men in college because she's bisexual. So she would literally steal guys from me. But um, another way that she makes money is using her best friend's photos with her best friend's consent to catfish guys on dating sites because apparently her best friend was so hot and she would ask them for money just because she was so hot to continue to talk to them and it would work she would get phone phone calls from these guys all the time just desperate for her attention because people love pretty people's attention that is so fucking true i swear like the better i look that day or the better my body is or how i look like people just want my approval for everything that's a whole huge topic but people just want to talk to other pretty people and get their validation by getting their attention so it's really smart and if i was that best friend i'd be like you better be giving me 50 percent of this money because that's my existence that you're profiting off of but i like that she's someone who's being pimped out who's also pimping someone else out there's like a train of pimping that's going on here just to make some money the world really does run on money and people do whatever they people will hustle to get it how they need to these are all pretty good ideas, though. And no judgment. I'm someone who has a NSFW Twitter who I li- literally post my body for weird old men to beg for pairs of my underwear to smell. So no judgment. Um, her third way of making money was she had a profile on a kink website. And she would sometimes work an odd dominatrix job. <laughs> it was rarely physical, but she did find a gold mine. She found a financial submissive guy and she would have sessions sessions with him where she would drain him of his money. She even got him to give her $1,000 in one night. Wait, a financially submissive guy? I didn't know that was a thing. What have I been doing my whole life? The fact that some of these rich men's kink is just losing their money in exchange for some kind of attention and they get off by giving people their money? Oh, girl, that is a mutually beneficial relationship that is a symbiotic relationship that i would love to have with someone i would love to get their money to please them i would be the biggest pleaser of all time i'm not normally a people pleaser but i will please them all day and night if it means literally just giving me money for nothing even 
physical. And I wonder if it's one of those things where you have to like insult people on a webcam and like tell them how worthless they are and how they have a little penis. Be like, you little pig nosed, worthless freak. Send me your money now. Like, I would be so good at that. I would be so good at insulting them. Truly, I think that could be a passion of mine. Maybe you should hook me up with your roommate. She got a third friend of ours into sugar babying too. Wow. She is spreading the lifestyle. Not a good influence, I guess. Probably good that you're uh, not around her anymore. This listener seems like the type who doesn't need to resort to that kind of stuff to make money. Not saying it's a bad thing to resort to, but you know, for some people, that's just their passion. That's what they want to do. Maybe they're just a bad girl and that's what they want to do. But not everyone wants to do that. Uh, she's She finished with, she's really out here knowing how to finesse these men out of their cash. She really is. And that just goes to show how crazy the person right next to you can be and you have no idea. Like, imagine just going through everyone you know's laptop and phone and uh, unraveling all the crazy layers to them. If someone went through my phone, anyone, they would be like, oh my God, I literally didn't even know you before I went through that. Like, just imagine the crazy shit you can find on anyone you know in your life's phone and you would totally think of them completely different. So that's a good lesson to learn from this whole story. You never know the true scope of someone even so close to you, even that you live within a proximity of a college dorm with all the time. You never truly know what's going on. You only know the version of people that they choose to show you. Thank you for sharing that with us, Anonymous. That was juicy. That, that was really interesting just to hear that some people are chasing a check that bad. Inspirational. I love it. If you would like to be the next week's What Would You Like to Share with the Class segment, please DM me your personal drama. I would love to spill it. Just absolutely spill it in front of the whole class uh, so much that we would need a sham wow to clean it all up. Give me the crazy tea. DM me. Put me on your story. I'll see it much faster. And yeah, loves it. Well, thank you guys for listening to today's episode of Pop Culture University. I hope you had an amazing time, got all the tea, enjoyed hanging out. Agree with me with what I said about things. If you don't, DM me. Let me know. Um, I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week. I'm not doing anything crazy. My sister actually is about to have a baby. Isn't that wild? I'm the youngest. So my sister is 30 and she's about to have her first kid. I'm going to be an uncle for the first time. A gunkle. I truly feel like I'll be the best uncle in the world. I'll like brainwash them into being allies and make them stan ariana grande from the second that they can even breathe and turn them against any incel hater troll that i've had to deal with all my life i'll just brainwash them to be the perfect little human and they should thank me for that i'm gonna do all of us a justice by being the best gunkle and i hope you guys have an amazing week i'll definitely um post pictures of me going to her baby shower and she has like really cute decorations the theme is cuties like an orange food cutie and all the signs will say a little cuties on the way isn't that such a cute idea so i'll definitely post about that but until then screenshot yourself listening to this podcast post it on your instagram story tag me rate it five stars um and i'll see you next time okay bye students love you thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
What is up, Astros fans? This is Jeff Balke and my partner, former Astro Jeff Blum from the Believe in Astros podcast to tell you baseball is back and we've got your world champion Houston Astros covered. Every week we go inside the clubhouse, break down the games, discuss the players and give you everything you need to know about the Houston Astros baseball organization with special guests and a few surprises all summer and into the postseason. So tune in to the Believe in Astros podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V on Apple. Spotify, YouTube, and everywhere you get your podcasts, go Astros.